Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. excited because this was a segment that Sarah invited me into just for this day, uh, 2.30 on, what is it, the ninth day of the 67-day challenge. And if you guys have yet to take that pledge, you can start today, right? Stop making excuses for why you're not joining and say yes to the opportunity. Simply DM me the word pledge or go to glennlundy.com backslash 67 day challenge and we're going to be together in Kentucky Lexington Kentucky everyone that you see here and more from the rise and grind community that has been established by Glenn Lundy almost four years ago now he's like a thousand episodes closely there we're going to celebrate it with everyone on November 5th through the 7th in Lexington Kentucky you can also uh, go to growforgod.com to get those tickets and we would love to have you and hug your neck in person I just had the opportunity to virtually hug Nathaniel who is here on stage via my podcast. It was so much fun to have him on. He is a wizard when it comes to branding and culture creation. And one of the things that we were speaking around is a couple of the things that are going to go into today's conversation, which is talking around masterminds. Uh, you guys might have heard about masterminds from a multitude of different places. It feels like everyone, especially in the coaching community, are now having masterminds. Um, but it has been something that's been around for a really long time and a concept that Napoleon Hill, in fact, created even before his um, Think and Grow Rich book, it was about 10 years earlier he created a book called The Law of Success. And he talked about this idea of the mastermind. And so I want to give people some context of where it is. And then I want to give you 10 lessons that I learned from the mastermind that I just got back from in Nashville and how you can apply it to your life today or by joining a mastermind. Um, and so from this book in The Laws of Success, he talks about the mastermind. And the mastermind is when two or more are gathered there is this third realm, there's this third entity, there's this third being. And from a biblical lens, we know that to be the spirit. He, um, in 
Napoleon's eye still looks at it as a spirit or an energy that is exists. And it's almost an electricity that then creates further momentum to whatever it is that everyone is talking about collectively. And so understanding that everyone's lens, everyone's perspective brings momentum and energy to the greater good, to the greater vision. And so I would really encourage you, if you've never heard of a mastermind, um, you can literally Google it and find one tomorrow, but make sure it's a trusted resource um, and really realize that there's an opportunity from the coaching perspective to get invested with other people. A uh, lot of different coaches in this space, and you're, you'll hear from so many different people who host masterminds, myself included, Glenn included. We hear of the Apex one that Scott Simons is in. They're everywhere. And so it's really a matter of understanding just what Brian was talking about in regards to trust and people and realizing that when you partner with people in any form or fashion, there has to be that realm of alignment and value share. So here are the 10 things that I learned, and I hope that they apply. I know that they will. If you're looking at them through the lens of not just getting invested in a mastermind, but applying them to your life right now. This could be personal. This could be professional. Um, but I'm looking at it through the lens of a professional experience because that's what I just came back on, but every single time that I pour in time, energy, money, any of my resources into a space, I am always looking at it with that lens of what can this do as a whole person rather than what can this do for my business. So even when I go into conversation later about conversion, conversion is not necessarily just a number or a dollar sign. Conversion is in an expansion of, right, expansion of your vision. And so this can really apply to every realm. So I hope you stay tuned. I hope you have an opportunity to tune in. I'll be finished here in just a couple of minutes. It'll go by fast because this top 10 list is amazing. And I'll give you guys some tangible raw examples as well of what kind of uh, manifested in the last, uh, gosh, five days. So number one is that intimacy and vulnerability breed business breakthrough, right? And we know the conversation about vulnerability stems from Brene Brown. She is one of my favorite mentors, um, authors that I tune into. She actually just launched another book as well that I got on the pre-order list for. I'm super excited to tune in for it. Um, so if you haven't seen that, it's got a beating heart with some beautiful creative um, juice on the front of the cover. Uh, but I want to talk to you guys about the blocking that happens, right? So vulnerability and intimacy in, in business, what does that mean when you're masterminding with a bunch of strangers? Now, I am not in a mastermind of strangers, but only because I've been with them for almost six months at this point. And so we've had an opportunity to travel together, to be invested on a week-to-week -week basis together and really unpack what's going on in everyone's lives. Uh, but there's always blocks, right? Additional layers of self, like an onion peeling, um, that we need to access in order to be able to step into the next realm of becoming, the next realm of us being able to emerge and evolve into that higher level thinking, that higher level existing, and ultimately alignment and wholeness. And for the intimacy and vulnerability piece, when you're collected in a room with a bunch of people who are either strangers or even friends, I don't know how often from a business lens, we actually get down to the granular root of what is going on. And root to me is the most important part, root discussion, um, both of up pulling those roots and also um, planting new seeds is the most important part about business building. Because if we have issue um, or we have struggle in one realm of life, it will pour in and bleed into your business success or lack thereof. And so we're having this conversation and 
one of the gals raises her hand to the fact that she has been really overwhelmed and she's trying to cast vision over what's to come in her life. And the guest speaker just invites her into a meditation right in the middle of everyone. She asked her to stand up. It was like one of those Tony Robbins experience where he just like dives in deep to at the core, at the root. What is the issue? And at the end of this conversation, because of her vulnerability, not only was she emerged in tears, all of us had a breakthrough of the block that was holding us back from the next part of access. So hers was about this event that she was hosting and it was caught 5,000 people every single year. So imagine the, the grandiose experience of planning that. And it was pressure, added pressure, added pressure, but she thought that it was in line with the vision God had for her. And she felt like she would be acting in disobedience if she didn't continue to grow and serve her community in this way. And so there's just shifts based on intimacy and vulnerability, which was able to breathe a, a breakthrough over that problem and moving into this next season of life. She has an entire different way that she can serve the community based on simply sharing that. So a mastermind allows her to go from like a therapy experience where it's just one person reflecting to all of these people coming together and giving ideas and providing resources and utilizing our access points, whether it's partnerships or anything, to be able to serve that one person. So I've got 20 minutes and nine more to go. The first one was intimacy breeds business and breakthrough. Number two is partnerships and growth opportunities. I've actually shared an entire uh, morning all around partnerships and sponsorships and opportunities and how you can actually grow from those. Um, this specific one is realizing that if you approach it with a servant's heart rather than an I need or a place of um, deprivation, you then are going to catapult the experience. And we know this generally, right? We know this to be true because it's a pretty quote, lead with a servant's heart. But how often are you actually doing that? How often are you approaching an idea, approaching a friendship, saying yes to an opportunity without any strings attached? And that might feel hard because you might think, well, there has to be something attached. I have to get this out of it. I, I need what's in it for me, the selfish intent, but what if you approached it with another lens? What if that partnership or growth opportunity catapulted both of your careers and there took a huge amount of investment in the forefront of energy, of resources, of team development, of time, right? And so I want you guys to literally lead with that servant's heart. How can I serve you? And in this mastermind, because there were so few people in the experience, we were able to do that one-to-one. -one. And we think if our values are aligned, which our groups is because of how it was cultivated, we already know this to be true. We've already witnessed it for six months. There's already a level of trust in this experience. So don't jump into bed with people you don't know. That wouldn't work out so well. Is the understanding that we were able to sit face-to-face -face and say, what do you need? How can I serve you? And in the partnerships that emerged, it wasn't like it was to completely deterring everything that we already had momentum towards. In fact, it just created further momentum. And it didn't necessarily detract from all of those resources. It helps in the compounding method. And so realizing if you come with a servant's heart to experiences in a mastermind like this one, like many that I know we experience all the time, you actually are going to grow it's not going to detract from you. So come with an open heart. Number three is meditation. 
And I know that's uh, not always commonplace in a mastermind. You're coming and you're wearing your suit and tie, right? Not the type of mastermind that I like to cultivate, not the one that I was a part of. It's more in this space of energy. It was more in this place of what does God have to do with it? And it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter where you are. Meditation. We opened the day in this and it, it was the soul work that actually unlocked the creative thinking, right? The space between. And I want you guys to really dive into that. It's the exact reason why with the 67 day challenge, it says, don't touch your phone in the morning. Give yourself the creative energy, the meditation, the reflection of gratitude and goals. And in, even beside from that, which this one was specifically and strategically on meditation, a meditation about self, a meditation about service, a meditation about what's to come, that I was able to unlock a vision into what a couple of experiences that are coming in my pipeline are going to physically look like, physically feel like, and physically manifest to become because of 15 minutes of sitting on the floor with my shoes off because I don't do that all the time. And while I am such a, a believer in it, Yoga is few and far between because I'm, I'm outside, I'm running, I'm, I'm moving, I'm, I'm dancing, right? I'm a mover and a shaker like I know so many of you guys are, but there's so much value in taking this time out because the creative flow that comes is like that's the flow state, right? And how your day looks after you access that point will blow your mind. So do it more often. The next thing is traveling. Right. And so a lot of times you can have masterminds in your local community. And I do think that there's value in that because you're creating impact at home. But when you travel and get outside of your comfort zone, even if all of those people are from the exact same place, maybe it's from your specific business exact world in that maybe it's a banking system, maybe it's a dealership chain in the area, go somewhere new. You guys just got to witness Glenn do this when he went down to Florida with a bunch of people. I know those people are across the country anyway, but they still were outside of their own comfort zones. I do this when I take people on international retreats. I take them out of their country into another country because I know how valuable this point is. So you travel to new cities to break monotony. You travel to new cities to break routine. You travel so that you can access a new version of success. Because even if you feel like I've checked the box and I am running a successful business or I feel like I'm in flow or I've hit the threshold of finances, that I, that I this is abundance to me, right? I got that New York Times bestseller. I'm good. I did the thing I set out to do. There is more. There is so much more. And when you travel to a new city, not only are you immersing yourself in a new environment with new cultural energy, when you, when you went to New York City for the BWC event, earlier this year, there is an energy about that place that my little city, even though I'm a 7 million people in Virginia Beach, does not have. The highest building is like literally right next to me and it's, it's not that tall, y'all, right? So I need you guys to realize that that uprooting yourself is no different than establishing the miracle mentality that Tim Story speaks to us about. Get out of the mess, get out of the mundane, get out of the madness, get out of your office. Get out of your house, especially if you're doing home office right now. Go somewhere new and see what that breaking of routine and monotony does for your success pattern. Number five is to be the learner. So I've always been the kid who like sits front row. I would be super curious to see who, um, who would guess that or not. 
<laughs> I sat front row since I was little. I sat front row not because I didn't want to sit in the back seat of the bus when I was in middle school, but because I got bullied. So I wanted to be as close to the hierarchy as possible to say that I wouldn't get hurt by the time I got off the bus. That's no lie. But I always ask questions. And there's a lot of times where a guest speaker is up there and they say, does anybody have any questions? And the, the audience is silent. I am taking questions, I'm writing them down the entire time. One, because if I have an opportunity to talk to someone who has been gifted the platform, being gifted the opportunity to speak into lives of many people who are standing in that room, then I, I need to have this moment. I need to have this access point. To go from this person speaking at me or over me, depending on what type of public speaker they are, not everybody can, can public speak to a message and actually look you right in the eyes. It's one of my favorite things to do because I think it breaks people, but in the best way, breaking in a best way. But you actually get an access point. You get an access point to their on-the-spot thinking. You get an access point to make eye contact with them. You get an access point to show and share that you've been listening. And often it's silence. So I'm like that front row learner. I've been writing all the questions down. I'm super curious. I want to probe conversation. And in a mastermind experience, because it's not generally a massive conference, you have this opportunity. And so I really encourage you to take advantage of it. Raise your hand. And when they said, does anybody else have questions? And nobody takes the opportunity, raise your hand. Now, don't do this on Clubhouse. Don't, don't do that all the time, because that could really drive people bananas. But recognize when there's only eight people in the room and you've given that silent pause and it's a little bit awkward and the person's just waiting for people to respond, raise your hand again. Maybe it helps people, right? Looking at it as an opportunity to serve, again, back to that servant's heart versus I need this from you. A lot of times questions are just probing another level of excellence. I just really want to know. So sit front row, be the learner, take the notes and then know from the notes as you're learning you're processing that you're going to apply it. All right, number six is don't be afraid to offer additional insight in your mastermind. So in my type of mastermind, I always like to have guest experts come in. I think it's really important for people to know that, like, you don't know it all. I don't know it all. I'm happy to raise my hand to say that. I know what I know, and then there's a lot that I don't know, and I want to know more. So even when I ask people to come on my podcast and share, like I'm genuinely asking them questions on the spot. I, we don't prep it. I just want to have a conversation with you. I just want to know how you got where you're at. I just want to know how you stumbled into this version of whatever your success it looks like, right? So when you're in a mastermind and you're respecting, of course, the, the person who is speaking to everyone, the expert in the room, I think that there's a timing in this experience that's really important. Because often when you're sitting there, you've experienced something similar, maybe something drastically different. Maybe you have two cents that you want to add to the conversation. I think it's so critical after the fact, unless there's space to share then, to go to that person and say, hey, I just wanted to offer you a little bit more insight on this is what happened to me in that scenario. Not necessarily challenge the speaker, though I think if there's space, it's also really important say, hey, I love your perspective. What if you thought about it from this angle? Or this that happened to me, what do you think about it from this lens? It helps everyone grow. Positive, constructive communication. You're helping the attendee not only realize that they're seen and heard in their problem, but you're also supporting them in the tribe. 
if you're creating mastermind and you're creating this safe space as Napoleon Hill unpacked in his book, The Law of Success, it's the understanding that we have to create that space of vulnerability and intimacy, and you have to lean in and listen. So don't be afraid to offer additional insight, but be mindful of when you're offering that insight, especially if the presenter has curated a space that's like, this is the end all be all. Now, I feel like a lot of people are coming into their self-awareness that that's not the case, but sometimes you can sense that. So be extra mindful in those situations. Number Seven, I think we're on, is reflection. And so this is not reflection just of the mastermind like I'm doing now, but it's a reflection when you get to the mastermind, right? My coach had us do this and I was like, this is amazing. I am a visionary. I have that apostolic ability to just like see into the future, like let's go all the time. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Probably why I'm not good at meditating, right? And so I took this time silent, uh, but like instrumental music on. And it was just reflecting, reflecting on the last 90 days, 90 days. Like that's not that long. I haven't done anything. I have so much still to do. And when I took the time and it started flowing, I started recognizing everything personal and professional that had gone on in the last 90 days of my life. And instead of feeling like I had yet to accomplish the things I felt complete affirmation in the direction I still have to go. I felt release. I felt pride, not in the ego way, but just in a joy-filled way to be able to be and do what I do on a consistent basis. I got to realize the growth that was happening around me. Even personal things like being able to, instead of being in despair or grief over the loss of my Nana, like a lot of you guys got to witness together with me, thank you, in May, the last 90 days, I got to celebrate her, right, with a ceremony with my family. Renee was just in the room. I got to walk a catwalk in New York City. Like, that's such fun stuff. I launched new programs. I created new lead magnets. I've recorded over 25 podcasts. I spoke at multiple events. Like there's so much fun stuff. If you take the moment to reflect your achievements in the last 90 days and then take the exact same experience, but wait till the end of the mastermind, wait until you've received the information, wait until you've learned, wait until you've asked the questions, wait until the partnerships have freshly been added to your plate. And then write down, what are you going to do the next 90 days? Right? We so often look because of that long-term vision, that God deposit of the dream. This is what it's going to look like one day. And we don't take the one day that we have right in front of us to activate to get to that one day because we just stay in dreamland. It becomes this fictitious, far-out-of-sight goal. And I know I'm in a room of activators. I know I'm in a room of achievers. I know you guys are moving and grooving every single day towards that thing. But are you reflecting? Are you applauding yourself? Are you giving yourself that time for affirmation? You're doing amazing. You've done so much. Breathe it in. Enjoy the moment. Right? Be okay to give yourself an applaud. If nobody else is applauding around you, you have been doing the thing. The next thing is understanding your assets. And I really love this one. 
I think it's so imperative when you go into a room, no matter if it's with new people or people you've been around many, many times, know your assets, right? I want you to know what relational asset you bring to people. Who are you connected to? What time asset do you have that you can gift to other people that would multiply what they're doing? What expert knowledge do you bring to the table? What marketing information or value do you add? What team do you bring to the table? Who's behind you supporting you that can be a support to the mastermind at your feet? What sales experience do you have? What's your audience size like? What creativity do you have that is unique to you? What is your zone of genius? When you reflect on these massive questions, and we could literally take each of those things and create a keynote from them, when you have those in your repertoire, when something comes to the table, when something emerges, you get to go back to number five and be the learner and also the supporter and be the first to raise your hand. Now, I don't want you to know your assets and then tap them out, meaning you have to work at a place of overflow. You have to know your limitations. You have to know your standards. You have to know your value add. You have to know your boundaries. That should be a number. I'm going to make it one. It's number nine. Know your boundaries. Because you do all of those other pieces, and then you go to apply it, and you now are pouring out of an empty cup, you're going to stalemate everything you just experienced in your mastermind. A lot of people have masterminds just on like one weekend, one weekend mastermind. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but I do think you're missing the depth of relationship opportunity. I do think it becomes a one and done, out of sight, out of mind experience, and you're not able to fully tap into the weight of what happens in these spaces when they're done correctly. It shouldn't just be, here's your new tool, go and run. It should be that mind, body, soul, spirit integration. I talked about this with Nathaniel on the podcast. It's a cultural understanding of embedding the concepts into you. Because I had an eye-to-eye experience with a near stranger who looked oddly like my husband, so that was strange. And I sat there weeping, knee-to-knee, with a stranger because I had that moment. Because he was then able to pour back into me and I was able to pour into him words that were going on during this silent experience. I was able to unlock another layer of growth. And I will never forget that experience because it's embedded, because it's now ingrained rather than take notes on this experience. Okay, now go do the thing. What meaning does that have? What depth does that have? What tie does that have to the story that you're going to one day tell? When I go home and someone asks me about my day, whether it's my kids, whether it's my spouse, whether it's my mom, I have emotions that come to the table. Not taskless. I do a lot of things, sure. But I bring the emotion to the conversation. I have this incredibly powerful, energetic conversation where I got to connect with another human being through a screen. I got to sit in the sunshine and business plan with someone to look into the future with them and say, this is where you can go and this is where you should go. But you have to connect with people and it cannot happen in just the snapshot of a one and done experience. So when you're investing in masterminds, look into that. What is the time duration? What does the investment level look like? What do the relational builds look like? 
And number 10 is the power of optimization. So this sounds very business oriented. I don't mean to sound boring. If you are not building a business, this still applies. We are optimizing every single day our morning routine with the 67-day challenge. That applies to anyone with breath. And that's you because you're in this room. Right? So optimization happens on a granular level. It also operates at a high-end level of what does your funnel look like? What are you doing to actually grow what it is that you're trying to do? Do you know what you're doing? Do you have those missions, vision, values understood? And with each component of that, when you're increasing the experience, the lead generation, the client acquisition, the customer acquisition, the conversions, when you're doing all of those, every single one of them have to come with a mastermind mentality. And what I mean by that is going all the way back down the list. Because if I go out to serve in this way and show up in the world in this kitted blueprint way, if you will, and I'm not doing it with number one, which is intimacy and vulnerability, number two, with a servant's heart, number three, with a meditative soul, number four, with the ability to put my feet in places that are unknown, number five, with a learning spirit, number six, without being afraid to add additional incentive and insight to people. Number seven, with the ability to reflect and then project into my future. Number eight, understanding my assets. Number nine, boundaries, knowing my boundaries. And number 10, without the ability and the power to optimize, I am stagnant. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to sit and be anything like I was yesterday. I am becoming every single day, and friend, you have the ability to do the exact same thing. That's why you're here in Breakfast of Champions, and I am honored to have spent the last 30 minutes with you. My name is Tamara Andres. I am a purpose-activating coach, and my heart is to see you step into the fullness of who you are by activating not only your being, but your brand and your business from the inside out. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.